the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning, seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we're rolling on a Friday. The first morning of the tenth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thanks so much for being with us. We are loaded today. Absolutely loaded up with information, guests, uh, audio, tons of things for you. I'm going to invite you to be a part of the show when you can in between guests, uh, before and after, because uh, we are loaded, like I said, coming up in about a half an hour at 9.35. We are going to talk uh, with uh, James Agresty. James has written a piece that everybody in America needs to read and hear about. The, law, the lies from Joe Biden, the lies from Dr. Anthony Fauci, the lies from the CDC, the lies from the NIH, the lies from governors like Mike DeWine, the lies from everybody who continues to tell you that COVID-19 is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. All of them are about to be exposed as liars because the data is in. It is available, and we are going to share it. James Agresty shared it in a, in a terrific piece about the false statistics with all of the sources. And this is the thing. I know the left hates science. And the irony of that, of course, is is that is that the left, you know, they are the party. The Democrats call themselves the party of science, but science, obviously, is is about discovery. Science is about challenging information, challenging studies, verifying peer review. Science, true science, yearns to be challenged with other science, just to make sure it can stand up to all scrutiny. The left wants no scrutiny of their science when they say that the COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective, and that's it. 
They want no other contradictory science to be performed. And I love it when there is science that is done that is sourced and cited, unlike that which you get from the sources that I just mentioned, the CDC and Fauci and, and Biden and everybody else who just speak to you in generic terms without any evidence whatsoever of what they are claiming. This is real science, and I love it. And on September 17th, we have the information now. The CDC published a study that refutes the common claim that has been made by all of those leaders that COVID-19 is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The reality of this situation is that people who are vaccinated are causing a major, major part of the problem of the continuing spread of the COVID-19 virus. So I'm going to have that for you coming up at uh, 935 with James Agresty. And I'm going to talk more about it after our pledge. Uh, at 1010 this morning, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Steve Moore, former Trump uh, economic advisor Steve Moore is going to give us the lowdown on what we are facing if somehow Nancy Pelosi is able to pull a rabbit out of a hat and get the infrastructure bill and the uh, 3.5 trillion dollar boondoggle the uh, budget reconciliation bill through the House and over to the Senate somehow some way going to Joe Biden what that would do for or to the American workers the American people American citizens American companies business owners and so forth Um, to say that it will be a massive, massive blow to our economy and to all of our uh, financial situations is a drastic understatement, but I'll let Steve Moore explain that in his terms. So that's coming up at 1010, and then at 1035, we're going to talk to Christina Christina Hagan about those issues and much, much more. So um, James Agresty, Steve Moore, and Christina Hagan will be our guests today, and you can join them or at least appear in between them at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. All right, let's take a time out now and uh, start our program with the Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand and face your flag. Put your hand over your heart if you have a flag nearby. If you don't, just go ahead and uh, recite it along with us. Uh, Biden voters, squad members, a $3.5 trillion of American uh, tax dollars waste, waste spenders. Yeah, that was awkwardly phrased, but you know who I'm talking about. The ones who aren't going to kneel or who aren't going to stand and salute our flag anyway. The ones who are going to kneel while the rest of us pay uh, homage to our wonderful country. You guys go ahead and take a knee while the rest of us do this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, thanks very much again. Sorry for the awkward phrasing, but I think these people know who they are without my description of them each and every morning. All right, let's dive into this. I want to talk about this uh, this report from the CDC. On Friday, September 17th, the CDC published a study that refutes the claim that COVID-19, as, as claimed by Joe Biden, among others, prominent among other, others because he's the president, um that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and we need 97 to 98% of the people to get vaccinated. He said this as he took his third COVID shot, his booster, because the first two don't do squat after a couple of months. Um, he said 97 to 98% of Americans are going to have to be vaccinated to get back to normal. 
and that if there is any problem in any continuing spread of COVID-19, it's because of the unvaccinated. And if people are dying, it's because of the unvaccinated. And 99% of the people in the hospitals right now, they are unvaccinated. This is the story being told by the left. And quite frankly... What we're finding out is it's a lie. Co-authored by more than 50 MDs and PhDs, this study, again, published by the CDC, contains data on the vaccine status of adults hospitalized with COVID-19 at 21 U.S. hospitals across 18 U.S. states from March to August of this year. So this is very, very recent, obviously, from March to August. Contrary to assertions from the Associated Press and Anthony Fauci that fully vaccinated people comprise only 1% of those being hospitalized or killed by COVID-19, the study found that 13% of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 had been fully vaccinated. Moreover, that 13% figure is just the tip of the iceberg. Because the authors of this study excluded from their study a large group of hospitalized COVID-19 patients, the bulk of whom were likely vaccinated. About half of the omitted group and about 27% of the COVID-19 patients in these hospitals were people with immunocompromising conditions such as cancer, HIV, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, scleroderma, uh, scleroderma, uh, Crohn's disease. In other words, uh, in the words of an FDA official and 18 other co-authors published in a medical journal, immunocompromised individuals were prioritized for early immunization. That means they got their shots very early and are plausibly more likely to be offered and seek vaccination because they are highly vulnerable to C-19. Well, on September 21st, again, quoting from James, James Agresty's piece, um... Dr. Wesley Self, the lead author of the study, was asked to release the data on the vaccination status of the COVID-19 patients with immunocompromising conditions. He did not reply to that. But the authors of the CDC study also excluded another 25% of people hospitalized with COVID-19 because they were partially vaccinated. They received a COVID-19 vaccine other than Moderna, Pfizer, BioNTech, or Janssen, or received doses of two different types of vaccine products. So if you count for all of the COVID-19 patients in these hospitals, including those that the authors excluded, a majority may have been fully or partially vaccinated against COVID. A majority, not a significant percentage of increase, which 1% to 13%, which the study did report, 1%, to 13% of the hospitalized patients of COVID-19 have been vaccinated fully, fully. They did not count that those that have been vaccinated partially with one or people who got two different products or people with highly immunocompromised uh, conditions. If you add all of them up, it is a majority, meaning more than 50% of the people in hospitals right now with COVID-19 are there while having been vaccinated. Yet the story we're being told is that it's the, the, the problems that continue to plague this country, the overworked hospitals, the uh, uh, overfilled hospital beds, uh, you know, the fact that we can't go out in public without masks and all these other things, it's because of the unvaccinated, we're told. We're being lied to. We're being lied to. Late in June of this year, so again, we're talking about this summer, we're talking three months ago, 
The Associated Press published an article, an article uh, entitled Nearly All COVID Deaths in U.S. Are Now Among Unvaccinated, written by Carla Johnson and Mike Stobe. It was published, uh, republished or cited more than 100 by one, more than 100 media outlets. And the so-called fact-checkers like PBS and Snopes and the Boston Globe, LA Times, etc., etc., all published it without any corrections whatsoever. The article claimed that the AP conducted an analysis and found that only 1.1% of all COVID-19 hospitalizations and 0.8% of COVID-19 deaths were due to breakthrough infections in fully vaccinated people. These are the false statistics by which they are establishing government policy right now and trying to make you get 97 to 98% of this population vaccinated with a product that is very likely dangerous. What do I mean by that? Well, that brings me to the second half of the story. And this was just made public by a couple of people that you may have heard of and you may recall. Attorney Thomas Renz, who has been on this program with me several times from Ohio Stands Up. Thomas Renz has been in constant communication with multiple whistleblowers from the big pharma companies that are producing and making billions off of these vaccines that are being mandated for all Americans. Whistleblowers who are telling the truth and actually providing statistical data from the largest database available in the U.S. to study COVID-19. And this information is proving that many people who take the vaccine, depending upon their age and their comorbidities or their health conditions, are suffering far more adverse effects and deaths than the VAERS system could possibly even keep up with. This is not the VAERS system. That matters, because some people say, well, the VAERS system, which is the uh, reporting uh, arm of the, of the uh, CDC on the CDC website, it's where doctors, physicians, therapists, and patients can report adverse effects from vaccinations. But they, it is a self-reporting system, which is why the, the left and those with this political agenda continue to dismiss its credibility and reliability, saying it's self-reporting. People can say whatever they want without any proof. Okay, fine. This is not theirs. This, my friends, is the CMS Medicare tracking system. The Medicare tracking system. And according to the data from the Medicare tracking system, 19,400 people under the age of 80 have died within 14 days of receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. In addition, 28,065 people have died over the age of 80 within 14 days of receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. These people... All, what's the math here? 28,000 and 19,000, what would that be? Uh, 37,000? No, 47,000. 47,000 people are among the 600,000 people that are considered to be COVID deaths. And these people aren't COVID deaths. These people are COVID vaccine deaths. The total number of American citizens that died within 14 days of receiving the COVID-19 vaccine is, here it is, 48,465, according to hard data revealed in the Medicare tracking system. 
This is extraordinarily important to understand. Again, this is not self-reporting like the VAERS system is. This is the Medicare tracking system. And under penalty of perjury, this former Pfizer employee turned whistleblower stated that she estimated at least 45,000 people had died from the COVID-19 vaccine. USA Today fact-checkers and other fact-checking services back in July claimed that to be misinformation. And if you try to post that right now on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, it will be uh, deleted and you will be suspended for misinformation. Yet today, or actually just four days ago on on, uh, September 27th, that information from July has been verified. The Trusted News Initiative is actually the source of misinformation and propaganda, talking about the USA Today fact-checkers and Snopes and others. And the whistleblowers have it right. So there's so much information here. I have been battling and trying to get the truth out there about what we're dealing with uh, with this vaccine. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe in that stuff. But I will tell you what I have been telling you for the last, I don't know, nine or ten months. That there is a reason they want you and almost everybody in this country to take this shot. And it has nothing to do with public health. Nothing. Because there is no product that should be considered safe and effective and only safe and effective without any side effects being listed for anybody of any age and any health condition. There is no product that should be given and forced upon the people if you're age 5, if you're age 15, 25, 35, or 85, whether you're overweight or healthy, whether you're underweight, whether you have chronic disease, whether you have autoimmune conditions, whether you have uh, diabetes, whatever your everybody cannot possibly take the same vaccine with all of the different ages and comorbidities we have. Everybody cannot take them and have it be, quote-unquote, just safe and effective. There is a reason they want us to take this, and we don't know what it is. But we do know that they have been lying. And the more whistleblowers that come out from Big Pharma, the worse it gets for them. And the more studies that are done that show people dying after taking the vaccine, maybe, just maybe, the closer we'll get to the truth. Unless, of course, people start to get suicided over the truth. We got a lot to do here. I want to talk to you, and I want to talk to our guests coming up at uh, 930, uh, 935 on AM 1420, The Answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Nine twenty-six now. So, Attorney Tom Renz with Ohio stands up, and we have had Tom on this program several times, and we've talked at length about what his uh, research has shown. Uh, and he's working with a lot of very important people to try to uh, fight for our rights to uh, not be vaccinated, to not be put into this uh, these clinical trials, and that's what this is. This is one massive nationwide clinical trial, and all with the purpose of putting something into you that you don't understand, and we have no earthly idea how safe it may be. But Attorney Renz. 
made a speech at the Reawaken America Tour in Colorado Springs, Springs, Colorado, just a few days ago. And he talked about the two whistleblower nurses that he has spoken with that revealed to him what they have seen, uh, and that is a two-tier system of health care depending on the patient's vaccination status. Now, these whistleblower nurses revealed, according to Tom, that patients that are vaccinated are getting ivermectin in hospitals, unbeknownst to anyone else, which has been proven to be a healing agent against COVID-19. But if you're unvaccinated and you go to the hospital for COVID-19, they're putting the remdesivir treatment on you and in you. And according to Renz, the reason is, is in the hopes that you will die. Because then you would be counted as another non-vaccinated COVID death, thus continuing the propaganda. Now, what makes you think that, or what makes them think that remdesivir in a, a remdesivir treatment in an unvaccinated person is going to kill them? Well, the answer to that question is uh, the data. Again, remdesivir death data from the Medicare tracking system, not from a self-reported or family-reported VAERS system, which is criticized and condemned as being unreliable by those on the left and that are a part of this uh, this agenda. But the Medicare tracking system in all of the states, multiple states, this data has been withheld by the government from our citizens, and it shows Remdesivir data reveals that 7,960 beneficiaries prescribed remdesivir. These are just Medicare beneficiaries uh, prescribed remdesivir for COVID-19. Of the 7,960 of them, 2,058 of them died. That's 25.9% of them. 46% of people died within 14 days of the remdesivir treatment. The remdesivir treatment was established in U.S. hospitals at the direction of whom, would you suspect? The answer, of course, is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Serious adverse effects were reported in 131 out of 532 patients who received remdesivir. That's 24.6% more. So what is the protocol? Why is this the protocol? In American hospitals, to have COVID patients who are hospitalized start receiving remdesivir treatments. Does that appear safe and effective to you? If a quarter of them are suffering adverse effects and another quarter of them are dying? Within, within 14 days of getting remdesivir? Is that, does that sound safe and effective to you? I'm telling you, my friends, the wheels are starting to come off of the that get vaccinated or else propaganda machine this this radical agenda i'm telling you the exposés are only beginning do what you can to save your job do what you can to 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 avoid the pressure hold off a little while longer before taking the jab just to save your career or to save your your pension hold off because i'm telling you the information is coming out now all right, it's 9.30. We'll get news. On the other side of the news, we'll talk to James Agresty, who did this report on the CDC report, rather, of COVID-19, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, the lie, maybe the biggest lie in this entire pandemic affair. We'll be back. Wake up call. 
courtesy of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 936. Good Friday to you. Thanks for being with us as we continue. Uh, we've got a ton of work to do here, and it starts now. As I gave you as much information as I could without reading the entire article to you about the uh, the lie that is uh, being spread by Joe Biden, by Dr. Fauci, by virtually every prominent Democrat and left-wing media outlet, that uh, COVID-19 is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. How many times do you hear daily that just 1%, 1% of people hospitalized for COVID-19 right now uh, are vaccinated? 99% of the hospitalizations are among the unvaccinated. 99% of the deaths are among the unvaccinated. The hospitals are being overrun because of the unvaccinated. The hospitals are understaffed because of the unvaccinated. People who are vaccinated are in grave danger because of the unvaccinated. This is what we are told. Well, on Friday, September 17th, as mentioned, the CDC published a study that refutes all of that. And joining us now is a man who is presenting this information, who did the research, uh, so that we can get to the truth of this. James, uh, I'm sorry, Jim. I've been told to call you Jim. Jim Agresti, and I don't even know if I got that part right. Do you, do you like Agresti or Agresti, Jim? It, it's it's all good, Bob. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Jim uh, uh, Agresti is the president of a think tank uh, called Just Facts, which is dedicated to publishing rigorously documented facts about public policy issues. He's also on the board at the uh, Heartland Foundation, and I really appreciate you coming on, Jim. It, uh, appreciate you having me, Bob. I read your uh, latest article from uh, two, uh, three days ago now, I guess it is, uh, about how this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and I have known this for a long time, but nonetheless, when I read the meticulous research done and the statistics, the real statistics, uh, my jaw was on my chest. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, figure out how this kind of information can be buried uh, and, and why the mainstream media is not coming forward and saying what you said in your, in your article, which is that this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated tell us the background here of this study uh so that we can get a full understanding of the lies that we are being fed sure so this one percent figure can be traced to an associated press analysis that was published late in june and the moment i read it and and kind of saw through some of the rhetoric they used my, my antennas went up i said hold on a second here that this is not really a, a solid study because what they did is they looked at CDC data on vac- fully vaccinated people who were hospitalized or died with COVID-19. And then they assumed that everyone who was not listed in this data must have been unvaccinated. But the CDC itself made very clear that that data is not uh, representative or comprehensive. So what they're saying is, hey, uh, we're just going to assume everyone who we don't know their vaccination status was unvaccinated. So right away, it was clear from the start this was bogus. I actually cut a video about it saying, hey, these are all the flaws and the kind of weaselly language they use, very coy language to say, well, some states are less aggressive and the data probably might be a little higher for the vaccinated deaths. Anyway, that did not stop Anthony Fauci from going on Meet the Press with uh, Chuck Todd mm-hmm. and just parroting the AP's figures, bogus figures, without even having the decency to mention the caveats, the softly worded caveats that the Associated Press did. And from there, it just became a very common talking point. All the media outlets, 
just parroted uh, Fauci, saying, "Hey, he said it. It must be true." Yeah, I've got I've got a doctor friend who works for University Hospitals here in Northeast Ohio, um, who I have a regular debate and discussion with just by way of text or or social media private messaging, who has been doing the same thing now for the last three or four months, saying, "Oh my gosh, Bob, how are you not vaccinated? How are you not on the airwaves telling everybody to get vaccinated? Don't you know that only one percent of hospitalizations are people who are vaccinated? You're 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 causing harm to people by by not telling them the truth. Well, it it blows my mind that it is the medical professionals like that who are not telling the truth and they're going by an ap talking point yes and of course the social media giants the tech giants are censoring those who challenge these people and and putting these false narratives through a, a numerous uh, ways you know news feeds uh algorithms whatever it may be i mean google has said outright we're going to focus our search results on authoritative sources like the World Health Organization, a, a group that has gotten almost every major aspect of this pandemic wrong. Uh, we're talking with Jim Agresti, the um, uh, president of Just Facts, a think tank dedicated to facts about public policy issues. Again, also uh, he is also a board member at the um, uh, Heartland Organ. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Heartland Organization. So, Jim, I should clarify, I'm not a board member. I'm just a contributing scholar. Oh, apologies for that. Sorry, I thought I read board. That's okay. okay. I just didn't want to, anyone nope. to think otherwise. Understood. I want clarity as well. Uh, uh, an advisor mm-hmm. to Heartland Institute. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's get a little more specific with the numbers now, because, again, in the first couple of paragraphs, you outline what they have acknowledged. And, again, this is a CDC study. We're supposed to trust the CDC on all of this. This is a CD study that says 13% of the patients hospitalized with COVID-19, not 1%, but 13%, had been fully vaccinated. And that means, according to their language, two shots of, of either one of the uh, uh, biometrics or the uh, the Janssen shot. Um, well, one shot of the J&J, yep. Right, yeah, one one shot of the J&J. So fully vaccinated. However, they did not count uh, a, a large group of other individuals who were who should be included in this, and that includes those who are partially vaccinated, meaning they got either one of the two shots uh, of the, uh, the therapeutics, or uh, they took two different products. And I don't know why anybody would do that, but maybe they took a Pfizer and a Moderna, or they took a Pfizer and a J&J, but uh, individuals that had two different were not counted in this. If you do count those individuals who were either partially vaccinated or somehow did a little bit of a a cocktail here and got different products, that number jumps up to perhaps a majority, meaning more than 50% of hospitalizations uh, are involving individuals who are either partially or fully vaccinated. And the other group they left out, right, are are people with immunocompromising conditions. Uh, This this was 25% of the people in these hospitals hospitalized with COVID-19. This is a group that is highly vulnerable to COVID-19 and likely has a very high rate of vaccination because they've been warned, hey, you, you are at risk here. You should do something about it. So when you exclude all of those other people, uh, you're not really giving a representative sample of this study, which was of 21 hospitals in 18 states. So it, even, even this data, it, there's some murkiness to it. But in the U.K., there's no murkiness because... They have socialized medicine there. They have a central database with everybody's medical conditions in it. And when you look at that data out of the U.K. covering the same time period, and by the way, they have very similar COVID-19 death rates to the U.S. and vaccination rates, uh, what you find is 
more than 50%, actually 60% of people who have died over the last several months from COVID-19 in the UK have been fully vaccinated. Uh, that is, this is uh, some incredible, inf- incredible information. With, with all respect to your organization, Just Facts, uh, I'm going to ask you for an opinion here. And I know you do heal in Just Facts as it pertains to this stuff, but why do you suppose they are burying this information? Why do you suppose that even when the CDC comes up with a study like this, it is not on CNN and MSNBC and even Fox? I haven't even seen this on any of the more likely uh, news sources. Why do you suppose it is that Joe Biden is telling everybody as he took his booster shot two days ago that it's going to need, we need 97 to 98% of the people to get vaccinated in order to return to normal? Given all of the data that you have and, and all of the information we're sharing right now, what do you think the end game is here? So I cannot read their minds. I, I can just tell you this. It can only boil down to one of two things. Uh, incompetence or dishonesty. What is driving that? I have no idea. Uh, sometimes there's enough data to kind of divine that. Uh, I'm looking at, I, I looked at some CDC data on mass and aerosols, how COVID-19 spreads. And it's very clear they know the truth, and it's very clear they got it wrong for a year, and they're, and they're admitting, hey, we, we, this is the truth now. This spreads normally through fine particles, aerosols. Um, but then they, it's like they're covering. They're, they're playing the, the cover-your-butt game where, hey, if we come out and, and just are forthright about this and say, hey, you know what, we made a big mistake here, we need to fix this, they're very delicate in the language they choose. Now, if I were in a position of authority like that, I would like to think, I would say, you know what, I totally screwed up. Here's my resignation. Going forward, this is what needs to happen. But there's that kind of integrity, unfortunately, is, is lacking in society today as a whole. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, you, you, the reason I asked the question I just did, Jim, is, you know, I've been trying to figure this out. It's not about public health. Um, I, I was noting uh, on the program a couple of days ago, and you've probably seen it depending on how much TV you watch, how many drug commercials there are. There's a new drug for this, for that, for the other thing, for for Crohn's or for psoriasis or for rheumatoid arthritis or for diabetes. All these drug commercials are on there. And they spend 15 seconds out of their 60 talking about the wonders of the drug and then 45 seconds talking about all the, all of the side effects that could be terribly, terribly dangerous for people. And then they end it with, ask your doctor if this drug is right for you. You've seen all of those, right? Yes, I have. Okay, why is it that the COVID-19 commercials for the COVID-19 vaccines, no matter which one it is, Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson, it doesn't matter, get a COVID-19 vaccine, and here are the side effects. Number one, safe, and number two, effective. That's it. That's all you hear. They don't tell you, hey, your health condition might be different than your next door neighbors or your cousins or your uncles or your nieces or your great great grandfathers. Everybody is different. Talk to your doctor to see if this is right for you. Why is it that they are telling everybody, doesn't matter what your health status is or your age, everybody, it's safe and effective no matter who you are. That's not about health. That's about control, isn't it, Jim? You know, that's a really interesting observation because my understanding is that drug companies are required. That's why they include that in the ads. Of course. The, the caveats and the disclaimers. Hey, this could cause this, this could cause this. So I don't know if the COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers got some sort of pass on that. But I can tell you this. I look at data from all over the world. 
and I look at how the CDC is portraying the vaccine, and I look at, uh, like, the Public Health Agency of England, and it's very upfront what they say. What they say is there is a risk to every kind of pharmaceutical. I mean, there's a risk to eating peanut butter, is there not? Some people will die from that. So the point is, and they say this very uh, directly, hey, each situation, what you're saying, needs to be evaluated. You need to look at your risk factors. You need to look at how much a danger the COVID-19 poses to you, the vaccine might pose to you, and make a decision that is right for each individual, each person. Whereas you have a propaganda machine here in the United States saying everybody must, everybody must get vaccinated. And that is not about health. You're right. And that's my point. Again, I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I swear. I might sound like one because I'm essentially saying there's another reason they're pushing this as hard as they are, and I don't know what it is. It cannot be for public health. The st- statistics that you are quoting here with respect to the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, I've got other statistics, and I don't know if you're aware of this, Jim. Uh, there's a Pfizer whistleblower, a former Pfizer employee named Karen Kingston, who is releasing information that proves that if you get the Pfizer version of this vaccine, if you want to use the term vaccine very loosely here, you are actually more likely to get COVID than without it. And she is citing an absolutely uh, documented study that Pfizer did uh, that that proves that, you know, uh, essentially following injections, uh, people had a, or excuse me, prior to injection with the uh, Pfizer vaccine, they had a 1.3% infection rate per 1,000 persons in their study. After the injections, that rate jumped to 4.34% infection. That's a 300% increase. Now, this stuff is just now coming out. So I, I don't know what the, the end game is, which makes me sound like a nut, like a conspiracy theorist, but I just know the end game cannot be public health when this information is out there. And again, you know, we, we brought up the commercials, and you said, did they get a big pass, or get a pass as far as listing the uh, side effects and potential downfalls? Um, they didn't need one because they're not doing the advertising. The, the, the get your shot commercial campaign is run by the government, not by Big Pharma. Pfizer's not paying for those spots. The government is <laughs> the running The government those makes spots. the rules for everybody else, but they, they don't apply to, to, exactly. to, to them. I get it. So, hey, uh, Bob, if it's okay and we have the time, I'd like to challenge you a little bit on what you just said about that Pfizer. Uh, please. Sure. So one of the big mistakes a lot of people on both sides of this issue make is, is they use observational data, which I'm a little bit familiar with, with what you're talking about, and I believe it's observational data. The problem with that is this. Um, people who tend to get the vaccine are often vulnerable to it, as I said earlier. So this, this data set may be comparing a relatively older, unhealthy population, people with comorbidities, to younger people who are less prone to get the vaccine. They're like, I'm young, I'm healthy, I don't need it. And the real key to sorting this out is to look at randomized control trials. And this is a point I'm constantly driving home. It all goes back to the point that association does not prove causation. I don't want to get too wonky with you here, but the point is none of this data I'm sharing necessarily means that the vaccines are ineffective at uh, controlling COVID-19, preventing serious cases, I, I personally think looking at the data very, um, very uh, closely, they do help. Now, that doesn't mean that the protection is going to last or that the benefits exceed the harms. But I think the data is very strong that the vaccines that are out right now do help control 
uh, getting bad cases of COVID-19. Yeah, and, and I suppose I would respond to that, Jim, and I do appreciate the challenge with saying in some people, hence the, the, the reason why there cannot be a, a full population mandate because it may be helpful in preventing bad cases in some people, but the, the risk or the dangers may be far worse than the actual reward of that, of, uh, of that drug in other people. And that's why it needs to be an individual basis, uh, you know, with people talking to their doctors about their own conditions rather than just a blanket, hey, it's good for everybody, age 2 to 200, everybody should take this. That's the problem. I concur 100%. You're right on the money with that, Bob. Jim Agresti, uh, again, president of Just Facts and a policy advisor to the Heartland Institute. Jim, I appreciate having you on. I hope we can talk again. Thank you for having me on. Love to come back. Thank you so much. All right, 953. I've got more on that study right after this. AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, I, wanted, I want to give this real quick. And I apologize, but but this is important because um, Jim Agresti, my guest, you know, wanted to challenge me and said sometimes there's just observational data that doesn't quite tell the whole story. So I want to give the specifics on what the uh, Pfizer former Pfizer employee Karen Kingston revealed um, when she talked about as as now a whistleblower a Pfizer study that showed that over time you are more likely to become infected with COVID-19 if you are vaccinated with the Pfizer drugs than you are without having them. And this is what it, uh, what she said specifically. The study was conducted by Pfizer, testing the longevity of immunity provided by their product over time, involving over 36,000 patients. The study revealed that the group injected with the regimen earlier were more likely to be infected with the virus than those injected later, indicating a possible waning of immunity for the shots. The the group injected earlier had a 7% of infection in the time period. Those injected later, only a 5.16% rate. So again, equating to the former group having a 36% greater chance of being infected than the latter group. In addition, since both groups were measured for the same time period, the latter group involving a significant placebo period prior to injected, about 5.1 months on average. The placebo group was one unusually untouched. Um, Kingston noted that, quote, there should have been more people infected in the placebo group because they were going on longer without any protection. She suggested uh, this would therefore seem to indicate that those injected have a higher chance of being infected with COVID-19 than the 36% difference indicated by this portion of the study. An additional analysis appears to indicate that uh, incidents of COVID-19 generally increased in each group of study partic- participants with increasing time period post their second dose. In other words, if you have two doses of Pfizer, your rate for getting infected actually increases over time. Leading to a discovery of the biotech, uh, discovery the biotech uh, analyst called super alarming, the report looked exclusively at the placebo group comparing their rate of infection in the first four months when they had no protection to the four months following their injections with the Pfizer product. During that initial placebo period, the document reports the infection rate of this group was 12.6 cases per 1,000 person years, which equates to 1.3% infection. But following the injections, following the double jab, of the Pfizer product, 
there were 43.4 cases per 1,000 person years, or a 4.34% infection rate. Now, if you're wondering what the difference is between 4.34% infection and 1.3% infection, that's roughly a 300% increase. That means people had less chance of infection when they did not take the shot than they did after taking the double jab. So you can call that observational data if you want. Uh, you can question whether or not causation, you know, is you know is is indicated here as far as the results. But the results are what they are. That people who had the four month placebo period in which they did not receive any jabs, they were less likely to get infected than the people in the four months prior, or excuse me, uh, following their second jab. Double jab from the Pfizer product, according to this report and this whistleblower who worked for Pfizer. Double jab made you more likely to be infected, about 300% more likely to be infected than people who did not get jabbed. Now, what does that mean? I'm not a doctor, but I will tell you this. It sounds to me like when you're jabbing these therapeutics into your arm in order to mess with your, your immune system, it does exactly that. It can mess with your immune system. In some people, it can make them more likely to get infected because their immune system is compromised by this synthetic drug that is being pumped into people's bodies, this RNA drug. All right, we'll take a time out now. We're going to come back and talk dollars and cents. The Democrats didn't get their $3.5 trillion wish list passed yesterday. What will happen if they do? Steve Moore, former Trump economic advisor, will join us next to discuss on AM 1420 The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 